Hey everyone, welcome to the Bully Food Challenge. Today on episode 16, we are going to talk about predictability and the right kind of predictability to be exact. A big welcome to all of you for coming out to hear the show. I really appreciate seeing so many new listeners coming along and of course all of the the folks who've been coming out the entire time the show's been uh, live. I'm Kelly Sorg, your host. I've been teaching for the last 20 years, mainly middle school, and I've worked with many students on the, the problem of bullying and how to overcome it and move on from it. So uh, this podcast is my project to help kids. I don't know personally, obviously I can't give you uh, individual instruction or support because I don't know all of you personally, but I am happy to teach you about the pattern of bullying and help you come up with strategies and understand the dynamic going on um, at the core of it so that you can put the problem in the rearview mirror and move on. All right, so today's episode is about the right kind of predictability. And what you want to keep in mind is that there's two kinds of predictable, okay? There's two ways you can be predictable. You can be predictably weak when it comes to a bully, or you can be predictably strong. Um, Either one is eventually going to send the bully packing or, or send them along their way because bullies cannot stand being bored for very long. But obviously strength is the better path. It's faster, it's going to end the bullying sooner, and you also get to keep your dignity when you uh, show strength versus weakness. We're going to go into that today. So I'm going to ask you once again, because I really want this to sink in deeply for you, why do both kinds of predictability repel bullies? Think about it. All right. It's because predictability is boring and boredom is kryptonite to a bully. Remember, bullies rely on others for power, entertainment, approval, satisfaction, and being boring will always repel them in the long run because you wouldn't be providing entertainment or oomph or approval or the kind of power that they are looking for externally because they don't, they don't believe they can generate it. They don't know how to generate that within themselves. Everyone can generate confidence and power and and a personal sense of purpose and control within themselves and but it does take work to learn how to do that and it, and there's certain things you have to overcome sometimes um and bullies really aren't there yet so they're looking outside of themselves to find those um uh, that sense of personal fulfillment and unfortunately if you're being bullied they are looking for it from you and you know all of those things i just said the power the entertainment the satisfaction the personal sense of fulfillment, all of those are different forms of bully food they're trying to get from you, okay, to keep their own nonsense and nasty behavior up and running. That's why they do it, so that they can get power from you. So if your choice is between being predictably strong or weak, the obvious choice I've already said is is strong, right? So why would many people choose weakness? We see it over and over again. It's because showing strength has an initial catch, okay? The catch is when you're suddenly stronger, when you suddenly take on ownership of the situation and you start to empower yourself and you stand up. That is not predictable because it's a change. You know, the bully has gone after you because they saw you as weak. They saw you cave. They saw you hand over your power to them. And then if you stand up against them, initially that seems strong. 
And that seems like a change and change is always interesting, right? And that's the opposite of boring. So at first you're going to be fanning the exciting flames of conflict by changing your approach, by taking a stand against the bully. And at first they will be entertained and engaged, but they will also be motivated to put you back in your place because they want to keep you under their thumb. They want to feel taller than you by knocking you down to your knees, right? So if you stand up to a bully at first, it's going to make things more interesting for them and they're going to be motivated to strike out against you. And that's what people are afraid of. They don't want to, they don't want to face that initial, um, that initial reaction from the bully. But all it means when you decide to take a stand is that you have to fully commit. Okay. So when you have decided you're going to stand up to the bully and you're really going to go for it this time, you have to do it a hundred percent. You have to totally commit and be willing to see it through until the bully gets bored of you being stronger than them. And when I say bored, I mean, quote unquote bored. They will claim that they're bored even to themselves inside their mind. They're going to claim, oh, this person's no fun anymore. I'm going to move on. But really what it is, is that they can't handle the fact that you are predictably stronger than them. Okay. Cause they want someone who's weak. As I said, they want to knock you to your knees. So they feel taller. They're not going to be able to feel taller if you are clearly stronger and bigger than them and not and you're not going to waver from that. They'll move on. So if you take a stand against the bully and then back down, that's bully food actually. So that's the reverse. You have to, once you've decided to take a stand, you have to commit because if you back down, you create a game of whack-a-mole. I don't know if you know that game where you go, it's like at arcades where the little, the little mole or the little animal pops up through these holes and you have to kind of hammer them down. The bully will find this irresistible. If you stand up to them and then they whack you like whack-a-mole and you cave and you get all upset and you, they knock you down, that is going to create a cycle of bully food that it's like, it's like, uh, they, they will not be able to stop pushing your buttons because every single time it'll be like the, uh, the, you know, the monkey with the banana that the, that the monkey pushes the button and then the, the person holding the monkey gets, gives them a banana or, or a dog with a treat, like if you give your dog a treat every time it sits down, every time it jumps up, it's going to do those behaviors without you even asking because it wants another treat. So the bully will absolutely find it resistible, irresistible if you stand up to them, but then cave every time they retaliate. It's a common mistake bullied people will make is that they become fed up. They find that they, they're ready to just say enough is enough. I'm going to stand up to this bully. I don't care what happens. But then when they stand up to the bully and the bully retaliates, it makes the bullied person want to back down. And then it can carry on for weeks or months or sometimes even years that the victim who plays whack-a-mole becomes the bully's favorite victim of all because of all the entertainment it provides. Okay. That's total bully food. You don't want to do it. Once you stand strong, you cannot waver. All right. So this is why so many people who get bullied choose to be predictably weak is they don't want to fan the flames. They don't want to risk sparking the bully or spurring them on. They, they're afraid to commit to strength. They are probably deep down the bullied person feels like, will I be able to keep this up? Will I be able to stay strong uh, for the, the entire time? Am I going to be able to just continue being strong? Am I going to be able to make a personal permanent switch to strength and, and then see it through until the strength becomes the predictable thing. And you know, if they can do it though, which is totally possible for every single one of you, 
you will eventually become boringly strong and you will repel the bully with the the boredom of your strength versus the boredom of your weakness, okay? Sadly, if you do choose weakness, you're going to feel worse and worse about yourself over time. Even long after the bully has finally buzzed off to someone else, you will be giving the credit for them moving on and leaving you alone to external conditions like, you know, other people helping you if you got help from other people, or maybe, um, you'll, you'll think, oh, well, the only reason the bully left me alone is because some new kid came to school and they, they just decided to start bothering that new kid. But what you won't be realizing is that it was the boredom. It was the boredom that made the bully move on. Um, and they will move on once things become boring, whether it's they're bored of how weak you are. They are so weak that they can't really squeeze any more power out of you, or you're so strong that they can't, they are afraid to face you. Either way, they're going to feel like it's boring. It's not exciting to them because they're not able to create that cycle of bully food anymore. But any success you feel about bullying ending, if you were being weak and they just got bored of you because you weren't, you weren't uh, strong enough to even bother with, that will make you feel like you have no power in the situation. So you definitely want to go with strength, um, even though initially it can be, it it requires you to be committed and to take a, a risk initially. The reality is all bullying ends due to boredom. Every single time anyone gets bullied, it ends eventually. And it ends because the bully or both parties become bored with the situation. And it's up to you whether you're going to be boringly strong or boringly weak. And unfortunately, both options have their difficulties. Every time you choose weakness, you leave yourself open to more mistreatment. And even after the bully moves on, another new bully is going to, who isn't bored of you yet, is going to come along. As long as you're not using strength, you will be open to being mistreated and bullied by people who are trying to exploit you. But Every time you choose strength, you have to see it through no matter what, or risk creating the whack-of-mole situation where you you stand up and then you back down, and you stand up and you back down, and that can make things worse. So every so both both options have their risks and costs, but the rewards of standing strong will far surpass the any illusion of safety that being weak pretends to offer you. You will feel initially like if I just if I just back down they'll finally leave me alone. Or if I just back down, they won't, I won't bother them. And I won't, and they won't, they won't even notice me. They'll just move on or I won't upset them and they won't retaliate more, but really it's an illusion of safety. And it's just going to create more and more time of you feeling um, disempowered and them feeling like they can keep exploiting you. And even if you become boring to that bully, some other bully will see it. They'll see that weakness and they will come after you. Okay. Now, You might be asking, well, what about the element of surprise? Like, do you really want to become predictable? Okay. And I I know I've cautioned you against predictability in the past. And that's because you do want to use the element of surprise, which is, you know, which is to catch the bully off guard, uh, do what they're least expecting on occasion. But if you, you know, if you try to use anything constantly, it's, going to become predictable, even surprises. Even if, if, if you use a constant stream of surprises, it's not only unsustainable, it's going to you know take up way too much energy for you. It's also predictable if you do it constantly. So 
The bully is going to take shots at you if they can easily figure out what you're going to do next, no matter what it is, including if you're constantly trying to catch them off guard, they'll just, they'll just start to become immune to that. And it, and then, then they'll have, you know, they'll have figured you out and they'll know exactly how to handle it. Just as if they can see what matters most to you and ways you're inflexible or unwilling to change. Like if you feel like you always have to follow every single rule at school, they're going to see through that. They're going to know that they can um, exploit you by breaking rules around you because they can, they can depend on you to always follow those rules. We've talked about that in the past. So you, you don't want to be obvious. Okay. You don't want that them to be able to figure out your whole game plan and everything you're about to do before you do it. But you don't also want to be thinking you always have to be dishing out these surprises and, and constantly keeping them, um, wondering what you're going to do next, because, Ultimately, you want to bore them. You want them to become bored of you and preferably to become bored because of how strong you are. Okay. So the element of surprise that you're going for that you should always, it, it, it should always come in the form of you leveling up your own strength. Every time you surprise the bully, it should be that you leveled up and got stronger and shocked the bully, which will stimulate them first and ultimately they're going to be intimidated though, because they have underlying weaknesses and they're lazy and fearful and insecure and they lack, they lack self-reliance. So when they see you taking all of those things and reversing them, they're going to, they're just going to back off because you are clearly a stronger person who will not be taken down by them. And that is going to be too much for them to handle. And they'd rather just move on to someone that they can knock down. Okay. So your response is everything here. You have to commit. I'm going to say it over and over again. And you might, it might take you a little while to, to make the commitment to yourself that you're going to become predictably strong. But once you do go there, you cannot hesitate or hold back at all. If you choose to show what matters to you, but you fail to hold your ground, they will take shots at you and win over and over again, like the game of whack-a-mole. The only way you'll get them off your back will be to make it so easy for them. At that point, if, if you were trying to get a bully off your back, who's been playing whack-a-mole with you, you just have to become such an easy target for them that they finally get bored of that. And they move on because of that. That's, that's like kind of like playing dead, like an animal plays dead to make the predator think that the, that there's no point that they're just, you know, they act like um, their roadkill or something so that the, the predator animal says, well, I, I, it's not worth it. I need to have a fresh kill. You know, that's how, that's how predators and prey operate. And a lot of prey animals will pretend to be dead so that the predator animal moves on. Okay. And playing dead is a strategy that's part of the threat response. We talked about it last week. Um, the freeze response is, is playing dead. It's, it's just kind of slowing down to the point where, uh, the threat doesn't look at you anymore as a target because you're not moving. You're not, you're not, you're just kind of there. You're not really even a worthwhile target anymore. Okay. But keep in mind that, yeah, if, if you've gotten to the point where the bully just keeps messing with you and you keep backing down and then you stand up to them and then they mess with you and you back down, the only way out of that is really just to kind of freeze up and wait till they move along, play dead until they move along is kind of what I'm saying. But you never want to do that because that's defaulting to your threat response. And in the face of a bully, bullies are not real threats. You don't, you don't want to activate your threat response 
for a false threat or a false alarm. Bullies are paper tigers and you want to treat them like they're paper tigers, okay? It's for your own good. It's for your own health and your own um, mental uh, development is to not see bullies as anything but what they are, which is non-threats, false threats, false alarms, paper tigers. If your response is very difficult for the bully to figure out and it's strong and mocking, which I think we should do a whole episode about mocking later on, you might entertain them for a minute because you're going to catch their attention. But as I said, ultimately, you're going to scare them off. You're going to intimidate them and confuse them and bore them. Okay. When the bully cannot count, or I'm sorry, when the bully can count on you being weak, they're going to exploit it and become until it becomes boring to them or until they've squeezed all the power out of you. But when they realize they can only count on your strength, that your strength is consistent, you will start to squeeze the power out of them and they will move on to someone who's an easier victim. Remember, they want to feel stronger than you. And if they don't, they will become quote unquote bored and choose someone else to bother. And any predictability that you, from you, must be boringly strong, not weak. Okay. And then there's this other part of predictability that we need to think about now. And that is the bully's predictability. What can we count on from them? What can we count on the bully to do? What's underlying their behavior? Okay. This is where things really start to get fun. First, bullies are lazy and fearful by definition. They don't make much of an effort because deep down, they don't trust themselves to do things well. It doesn't matter if they're smart or not. They might be the smartest person at school. They might not be at all, but they will always act stupidly because they're insecure. And at their core, bullies are truly victims. A lot of them have actually been bullied themselves and they seek the bully food from you because they don't know how to generate that kind of confidence within themselves. Their laziness is going to make them choose easy victims because they're too, they don't, like I said, they don't trust themselves to do well. They will choose an easy task because they, they feel lazy, but the laziness really comes from not believing that they could take on a more difficult challenge. Okay. Uh, you know, like being a friend and actually having a healthy relationship with other people. Uh, that's a much more difficult challenge. And, and that's why they don't do that because they're, they, they don't have this, the faith in themselves to be able to do something more complex like that. So all you have to do is make it difficult for them to get to you by doing the difficult thing yourself. And the difficult thing is standing strong and not backing down. Being predictably strong, you will watch them cave. You're going to just keep in mind that they have one or two good swings in them before they slink off into the shadows and be ready to stand up to their pathetic attempts to remain in control. They will take a few jabs at you. And then once they see that you're not going anywhere and you're not going to cave to them and you're not going to engage your own threat response that you do think that they are a paper tiger, they won't last long. I promise. The bully's fear also makes them choose weak victims. And so this is another reason why you want to be strong. Um, think about what, how would a bully spot weakness or what, what are they looking for? And I think it's three things. First of all, neediness or over-dependence on other people to help or the rules to help. And we've talked about that before. If you, if you're too dependent on 
the school's rules or the, the, you know, teachers and the school staff to be on your side and always be watchful for you or that you depend on bully-free zones to keep you safe, that is easily exploited, that neediness, okay? Um, also rigidity. If you're, if you're locked up and you're in your own fears or your own worries or you're bracing all the time for the worst thing uh, to come to pass, that the bully's going to do something, you're always kind of like ready for the worst thing to happen. Um, that is you're pushing yourself to the point where you're so rigid with fear that they could push you over with one finger, kind of like the, the, the lose to win where you become stiff as a board and, and anybody could just push you down versus being kind of like flexible and loose and chill. Then you won't be so easily knocked off your balance. And then lack of self-control is another thing they look for. Um, those are people who aren't control of themselves People who aren't control of themselves are easily manipulated by others, especially by bullies, because bullies are willing to manipulate others. Most people are willing to manipulate other people a little bit, but bullies are willing to go uh, full bore on that. They are willing to do all kinds of manipulative things. And so if you're someone who doesn't have control over yourself in that moment, someone who's willing to manipulate you is going to go for it. So what you want to do in response to this is in, you know, in response to the, um, the bully's predictability, which is the bully is lazy and fearful and they choose, uh, they choose easy and weak targets because of their lazy fearfulness. You want to cultivate self-reliance so that you can always count on yourself no matter, you know, yeah, it's nice to have school rules that protect kids. It's nice to have teachers and school staff who are aware of what's going on, who can support all the kids, but you don't want to rely on that. You want to, you want to rely on yourself first and foremost, because you're always in the situation that you're in, you know, you're always there to protect yourself. You are your number one support system and champion in this life. Okay. You also want to be flexible and willing to, like I said, get loose, get calm, get cool. Think about it from an overhead view instead of letting the bully get you so worked up and so upset and so worried and rigid that you could be knocked over easily. You want to be, you want to always be able to um, retain or regain your balance if they push at you. And then having control over yourself means being able to control your own actions and your own emotions. I know it's difficult when you're being pushed emotionally or provoked into doing certain actions or reactions to the bully, but you want to work on cultivating um, time for yourself to think about your actions before you take them. And the time, you know, finding appropriate times to have your most vulnerable emotions with your family, with your friends versus right there at school in front of this person who means to do harm to you, this bully who means to uh, take you down to make you feel small so that they feel bigger. You don't want to have your vulnerable emotions around them. You want to have your empowered emotions around them. And all of this is just down to practice. It's, um, it's, it's vital that you're able to control yourself because that's really the only control you have in this world. That's the only control anyone has. So, We'll go into detail in the, you know, in future episodes, but for now, I want you to do more things that are on your own and require you to either adapt and change or grow, become stronger, become better, uh, learn new things, learn new skills. 
And as you do these things, as you, as you step outside your comfort zone, or as you have conversations that make you change your mind about things or consider different perspectives, or as you take on, maybe you learn an instrument or you learn a sport or you learn even something like learning how to, um, ride a unicycle or, you know, uh, some kind of sporting skill technique, even if you're not going to play that sport, like on a team level, like if you learn how to do certain basketball moves, or you learn how to, um, do certain art skills, whatever you're interested in. If you put yourself in a position where you are learning something and it's provoking you because it's frustrating at times, or you're, you know, uh, having to, grapple with the way it feels for you to have to shift and change and be flexible. These are all practice opportunities to practice the skills of being self of skills of being in self-control or having uh, self-control. And the key is while you're doing these things is to remain as neutral as possible throughout the process. That's going to teach you how to uh, put your empowered emotions, emotions toward the activity or toward the task that you're learning or trying. And then when you have a rest, you can go back and have a more vulnerable emotion. This is going to teach you that, give you that opportunity to practice the skill of knowing when you want to show different emotions and and how you can use those emotions actually to, uh, to your own advantage and to, to help you become a better and stronger person. And the only I, I want to say the only control any of us has in, in life is the control we have over ourselves and, um, you know, control, trying to control other things or have certainty over what other people are going to do outside of ourselves. Any of that control is an illusion. It's a fantasy and seeking it will always end badly for you compared to working on the control you have over yourself. If you can go within your heart and within your mind and within your own experience and find a sense of certainty and confidence and control there, the only place it really exists, that's when you are going to, that's, that's the game changer. That's where no matter where you are, no matter what's happening around you, if all of that power and empowerment is coming from within yourself and you always can trust yourself, you can always believe that you'll do the right thing, that you will, will be able to know when to be empowered and when to be vulnerable, that you will always take the right action, even when you're provoked to take the wrong action. If you can have that confidence and trust in yourself, no one can knock you down. No bully, no, nobody can knock you down once you've cultivated that. So, and as I said, a a really great way to cultivate that level of self-control and that level of neutrality in the process of being provoked or frustrated is to try to learn new things, difficult new skills. So I would highly recommend that you find some fairly difficult thing you don't know how to do and apply yourself to it. Put yourself outside of your comfort zone. This it's, it may not seem obvious at first, but I think as you get better at something, it doesn't matter what it is juggling. I don't care, you know, try to draw a picture perfectly as a, you know, try to copy somebody else's artwork or try to copy, try to draw the perfect apple or, or someone, you know, try to draw them exactly as they look, whatever challenge you decide to take on. If you can remain more composed and self-controlled during that process, then anything the bully throws at you, you will ultimately be able to overcome that as well. All right. The combination of laziness and fear makes the bully do just the opposite. When they seek entertainment, satisfaction, and approval from others, 
they that's bully food. They are they are depending on others for things that they need that they don't know how to get from within themselves, okay? And this is the funny thing is that you can you can amuse yourself and the crowd at the bully's expense by using disapproval of them. Remember, they're going to act stupidly because they're coming from a place of insecurity. They're going to do stupid stuff, and you can amuse yourself and the crowd at their expense using disapproval, which is ultimately going to turn the bully food table against them and in your favor. And the only risk with that is you could become a bully yourself if you, if you feed into it. Okay. So you never want to eat at that table. We will talk about that later, but you know, just keep in mind as you become more empowered, you will turn the tables on them and you just never want to feed into that pattern that you've done such a good job of, of reversing for yourself. You don't want to ever take the power that they've been trying to take from you. You just want to leave it there. That's actually the most powerful thing you can do is leave their power. The power they thought was so important. If you just leave it sitting on the table, that's the most powerful thing you can do. All right. I hope you have a wonderful week. I highly recommend that you start working on some uh, difficult new skill and see how you see how you personally respond to that and see if you can maintain your sense of neutral, calm composure during the the provoking moments of learning that new skill. And until next week, have a good one and I'll see you soon. Bye.